Praise the Lord. This is Keith Kelly with We Will Go Ministries. I'm in the midst of a series uh, of reviewing a book called Don't Waste Your Life by John Piper. Uh, as a Christian, we are not supposed to be wasting our lives on all these other things. And you're, we're going to get into the meat of the book here in the next few chapters. I want you to stick with me. Uh, this Extreme Faith in Jesus podcast uh, we are uh, reviewing chapter 3 and 4 of the book, Don't Waste Your Life. Um, you can reach me at uh, www.gonow at gmail.com, www.gonow at gmail.com, or you can go to our website, wewillgo.faith, wewillgo.faith. So I'm going to review. Um, what I do is I read a few excerpts from the book, in hopes that you will be your, your curiosity will be piqued, and you would want to go and get the book and read it for yourself. It's important. A lot of people are wasting their lives out there, and, and we don't want to be a part of those that are wasting our lives. We want our lives to have purpose and meaning, and uh, to really fulfill what Jesus told us to do. And uh, some of the basic things you have to do in order for that to fulfill that is to understand and read the Bible, pray fast tell people about Jesus. There's certain things that you have to do in order to make it to the kingdom of heaven. So I'm in chapter 3 and I'm going to go all the way through chapter 4 and I'm going to read a few things uh, in hopes that it does uh, pique your interest. Okay, The option of wasting your life is uh, is living life by a single God-exalting, self-satisfying passion. The well-lived life must be God-exalting and soul-satisfying because it is why God created us. I mean, Jesus reminds us that he will spit us out of his mouth if you're lukewarm. Lukewarm, it says in Revelation. Paul had mentioned at one time, he says, I, I, says, I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. That is astonishing when you think of all the very things Paul did. In fact, talk about it. There must be a sense in which Jesus Christ and him crucified is the ground and sum of everything else, he says. He is pushing us to see our lives with a single focus and for the cross of Christ to be this focus, okay? Instead, you have to know a few great, majestic, unchanging, obvious, simple, glorious things or one great all-embracing thing and be set on fire therein. Whosoever loses his life, this was actually in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 8, 35, whosoever loses his life for my sake and the Gospels will save it. Don't waste your life. Now, I, says, I, took, I look through these pages and see you as sons and daughters, and I plead with you, desire that your life count for something great. Long for your life to have eternal significance. Want this. Don't coast through life without a passion. You don't have to say it like I say it, or like Lou Gagel said. But whatsoever you do, find the God-centered, Christ-exalting, Bible-saturated passion for your life and find your way to say it and live it for, for it and die for it. One thing mattered. I will not waste my life. I will finish my course. This is what Paul was talking about. I will finish my course. 
and finish it well. I will display the gospel of the grace of God in all that I do. I will run the race to the end. Life wasted if you do not grasp the glory of the cross. Cherish it for the treasure that it is and cleave to it the highest price of every pleasure and deepest comfort in every pain. Only boast in the cross of Christ. We rejoice in hope for the glory of God. More than that, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, character produces hope. I will boast in all more gladly of my weakness so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. That's 1 Thessalonians. Paul means something when he changed every part of his life. He means that for a Christian, all other boasting should also be the boasting in the cross. All exaltation is in everything else should be exaltation in the cross. If you exalt in the hope of glory, you should be exalting in the cross of Christ. If you exalt in tribulation because tribulation works hope, you should be exalting in the cross of Christ. If you exalt in the weakness or the people of God, you should be exalting in the cross of Christ. One of the reasons that we are not as Christ-centered and, uh, and cross-saturated as we should be is that we have not realized that everything, every good thing, every bad thing that God, that God turns for good of his redeemed children was purchased by the death of Jesus Christ for us. I ask, can I work and leisure and relationships and eating and lovemaking and ministry all really flow from a single passion? Okay, the only place to boast on the cross is on the cross. But this is what Galatians 6, 14 says. Far be it from me to boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Boasting in the cross happens when you are on the cross. It is, it's that, is that not what Paul says? The world has been crucified to me and, and I have been crucified until the world. The world is dead to me and I am dead to the world. Why? Because I have been crucified. We learn to boast in the cross and exalt the cross when we are on the cross. And until ourselves are crucified there, our boast will be in ourselves. I mean, but what does this mean? When did this happen? When were we crucified? The Bible gives an answer in Galatians 2, 19 and 20. And I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. When Christ died, we died. The glorious meaning of the death of Christ is that he died all those... Who are, who are his died in him. And death, that he died for us all, becomes our death when we are united in Christ by faith. Hmm, interesting, huh? Talks about, okay, it's like living to magnify Christ is costly. This is not surprising. He was crucified. He was treated like a devil. 
And he calls us to follow him. If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up the cross and follow me. That's what it says in Mark 8, 34. He says he will probably not go better for his, for us than for him. And if he was called the master of the house, Beelzebub, how much will they malign those of his household? Makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? I mean, you know, Christians basically, because they speak the truth in the gospel of Jesus Christ, and all, no matter what, gets aligned. People hate them. They make stands. Let the goods and kindreds go, this mortal life also, and suffer for the sake of love. His beauty shines most brightly when treasured above health and wealth and life itself. Whosoever does not bear the cross and come after me cannot be my disciple, says in Luke 14, 27. Bearing the cross, it means that which we are increasingly liberated to boast in the cross. A life devoted to making much of Christ is costly. And the cost is both in its consequence and means in making much of him. If we do not embrace the path of joy-laden, painful love, we will waste our lives. And Christians ought to be very unusual people. Look at this. For Paul, the option of being shamed was not him being honored, but Christ being honored through him. It is my eager expectation and hope that I will not be at all ashamed, that I will not be at all ashamed, but that Christ will be honored in my body. Paul treasured Christ most, and his goal was to magnify Christ, and he saw death was frustration of that goal. And he saw death not as a frustration of that goal, but an occasion for its fulfillment. Wow. Death makes visible where our treasure is. Whosoever loves his father and mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whosoever loves his son and his daughter more than me is not worthy of me. That's what Jesus said. It would be a great mistake at this point if we separated the way death honors Christ from the way life honors Christ. The reason this would be a mistake is that the life of the Christian includes many deaths. Paul said, I die daily. 1 Corinthians 15, 31. Jesus said, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up the cross daily and follow me. Daily Christian living is a daily Christian dying. The dying I have in mind is a dying of comfort and security and reputation and health and family and friends and wealth and homeland. These may be taken from us at any time in the path of a Christian exalting obedience. To die daily is the way Paul did. It's to take up the cross daily the way Jesus commanded. Is to embrace this light or lose it for Christ's sake and count it gain. Wow. So important. The health, wealth, and prosperity gospel swallows up the beauty of Christ in the beauty of his gifts and turns his gifts into idols. The world is not impressed with Christians getting rich and say thanks to God. They are impressed when God is so satisfying that they gave their riches away for Christ's sake and kind of gain. People go deep with God when the drought comes. So it is right to flee. It is right to stay. So it is right to flee. It is right to stay. One may escape and one may endure hardship. When to flee, and when to stay is an agonizing question for many missionaries. 
and urban workers and Christians and secular workplaces and great opportunity and great conflict. It says right here, Jesus will be persecuted. So we will be persecuted. Anything but denial of the truth. We have to stand on the truth. Paul had learned that what love is. Love is not Christ making much of us or making life easy. Love is doing what we must do at a great cost to himself and offer to us to enable us to enjoy making much of him forever. I know it took a little longer uh, this time. I, I went through two chapters. I am now going to start doing this chapter by chapter just to give you an idea of, uh, of uh, you know, the, the writing of John Piper. And basically, uh, I am now going to be doing... Um, the next chapter I'm going to do is chapter 5, and I'm just going to spend time in chapter 5 alone and do one by one because we're starting to get into the meat of everything. So uh, this is Keith Kelly with the 7-Minute Podcast. Again, sometimes I go over, sometimes I'm under. I go over to 7 minutes. Stream Faith in God, the Stream Faith in Jesus Podcast. We will go ministries. God bless.